the real. Today, our guest is Kenan Bell. Kenan is an MC and producer from Los Angeles, California. I first met Kenan in 2009 during a tour stop in Chicago, where he was the opening act for the legendary De La Soul. Kenan's music is quirky yet relatable, but most importantly, it's original. In the summer of 2018, Kenan released a trio of EPs titled The Greater Good on his very own Stay Fresh imprint. In this episode, we talk to Kenan Bell about Stay Fresh music, the pressure in his personal life to start a family, and The Greater Good EPs. Why did you title the new EPs The Greater Good? Hmm. That's a good question. Um... I had a few different titles that I was kind of playing around with. Um, Superfood was another one. Uh, Thank you, you're welcome was another. Uh, I really just like the concept, obviously, of having uh, not so much a deeper purpose just for the sense of saying such, but, uh, you know, I want there to be... I don't do the music just for my own benefit, I guess. You know, it does allow for me to have some expression, but I hope that some things that I touch upon could maybe help others or speak to others in a way that they will be allowed to, you know, figure things out in an easier way or something. So I guess it's kind of looking at things as it was looking at the bigger picture, maybe. Um, but at least having some some uh, idea and appreciation or consciousness for um, the larger larger picture as opposed to just like the the small frame perspective maybe yeah okay it's been a while since you've released music um why was there a delay and what brought you back well um you know i think life kind of caused for me to take some time away from releasing music i mean i did some stuff uh, maybe lastly put something out with the uh, Chicago DJ outfit hood internet maybe in 2012-2013 um, I hadn't done any solo stuff at least that I promoted on a large scale um, I scored a little short film with, with my brother Kawaku Austin uh, I worked on some other projects creatively designed and some other things and I don't know I, I, I felt like always with the music it wasn't something that I would ever force you know, it, it just like kind of I said before, like thinking about the greater good. Like I'm not, I, I'm not just gonna go through the motions just because there um, it is a certain cycle or sequence that things should transpire within. You know, I'm kind of, you know, if I'm not really inspired to release music or I'm not really sure what things I want to touch upon or speak on, then I wouldn't feel the need to. You know, at some point it felt like the demand of the music industry was forcing me to make music where maybe it was uninspired and 
I didn't want to allow that to occur. So I think life kind of took the forefront as opposed to me focusing on music um, solely. And uh, maybe I just need sometimes to reflect upon what it would be that I would, you know, uh, reference or speak on when I would come back to doing more musical art. But I was definitely never, uh, there was never a break from recording music, but I definitely had to release things and had it performed with the same um, frequency as I had you know, in the previous years. What inspired the song Above? Chris's lyrics about um, 
you know, again, looking at things from a different perspective, whether if you were to, you know, you always, they always talk about taking yourself out of the scenario and trying to maybe give it or allow it for you to have some clarity and uh, maybe seeing it in a different way. So maybe I was thinking instead of coming laterally, stepping out, but maybe stepping above or, you know, being uh, having a bird's eye view or being able to have that perspective and maybe seeing things from a different angle. So I just kind of tried to play with that concept with the song and with the video as well. Okay. You released three EPs with five songs each. Why not just put all of those songs onto one album? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, initially, there was the idea of that. Uh, I felt like oftentimes when you want to have like one cohesive body of work, you really want it to reflect a similar theme or concept uh, from top to bottom um, that can be followed, you know, throughout the, the entire record. Uh, given the fact that some of these songs were recorded in 2015, some were just freestyles that had been done, you know, in that same year. Um, other stuff, and like above, had been recorded just at the end of last year. So it kind of em encompassed uh, a season of my life uh, in a sense that uh, maybe the, the individual records wouldn't have the same cohesiveness that you would hope for if you would have isolated, let's say, a couple months and just worked on an album or, you know, set aside one year of time, you know. So uh, I figured out a way to at least extend the life, uh, the shelf life, the digital shelf life, if you will, of the release by um, being able to kind of uh, slowly, uh, you know, premiere each independently, you know, and then maybe just kind of, uh, again, allow for there to be better digestion or something, or, you know, if, if, you know, people, some of the previous fans or folks that had been checking for me, or they hear that stuff has been coming out, there's still something to look forward to, um, and, you know, I feel like it might even be easier to digest, you know, um, but it, it was an idea to do it at the full length, but it just seems like with the current climate and things just being streamed, um, and there's still some other material that I have to release too, but I think now I can, now that I've gotten those kind of, you know, figured out a new direction and production-wise kind of sorted out a bunch of new tracks um, and, and soundscapes for myself, uh, now I think I can focus on one cohesive body of work and, and release a uh, traditional LP of some sort. Throughout the greater good, you make references to not being married and not having children. Um, mm. Do you feel pressure internally and externally to start a family? My cousin little Philip asked me why I ain't got children. I told them I hope to have some one day, God willing. Unless you family, please stay out my business. Even my own family say I a black man with white privilege. Who am I? Kidding, still playing with the kiddies who want to buy a kit and have some babies sell the kitties today people getting killed so other people can sell the kidneys no way ain't no way in hell you gonna see no baby kidneys get caught in the black market guess by default we are it Boys oh well definitely um i guess just throughout the history of mankind you know there's always been this predisposed um concept of union being necessary for survival and obviously yeah, I do believe that but it's uh, in today's society it's kind of you know there are so many people that are willing to take on the world independently you know and 
and for, for different reasons. And um, so I think that a lot of those uh, traditional or even archaic uh, ideologies may start to become redefined. But obviously, and there's no question as to the value of family and of, um, you know, having that life partner and, and being able to procreate and, and carry on those traditions and pass that on, your legacy and whatnot. But yeah, definitely there's a lot of pressure and uh, probably most of it probably comes internally because of what society has projected upon us as individuals our entire lives. So, you know, they manifest in our own ways, but there's pressure that comes from inside, coupled with grandma wanting to have great-grandchildren and mom wanting to have grandchildren and, you know, the desire to want to appease those uh, requests, but not being sure if, you know, financially you feel in a position to, you know, provide that better life, you know, um, and and all that comes with that. So it's, uh, it's an interesting discussion, but... Uh, yeah, definitely a privilege, and hopefully, even in due time, that is a, a blessing that will be bestowed upon me. One song that stood out to me was Germs, because oh. <laughs> because it reminds me of myself. <laughs> Thanks. Germ everywhere, all around me. Everybody coughing and sneezing, spreading. Must have smopping, sweet bitter good offense is the best defense against germ everywhere, all around you. Don't see them, but believe me, there are. Even if it ain't blue season, to be sure you better clean it. If you wait your turn, someone may take your turn. But making mistakes, what it takes to learn before it takes a turn for the worse. Defend yourself against the spread of building up. My immune system so I can resist them Don't wanna always be a victim Time to be victim German shepherd named Ebony To captivity develop allergies She saw the grass green on the other side And decided to set herself free Vultures don't have to wash their claws And man, y'all overdo it Overusing hand sanitizer Exposure to a little germs helps me fight them God made dirt and dirt don't hurt Unless they dig it up dirt on your old earth. I do this for the horticulture. I do this for the agriculture. I do this for the whole culture. Bacteria, microbial cultures. Would you like a homemade brownie? No, sir. I don't know where your hands have been. You probably share glasses with your friends. I'm asking, whose glass is this? You probably just now tap your friend. Asking, yo, whose man is this? I'm a man of the people. Man with no equals. Man with a posse. Man your band peoples, people today getting created in the Petri. I just rinse my mouth out with T3 to help me fight. Germs. Everywhere, all around me, everybody coughing and sneezing, spreading. Must have smopping, sweet, bitter, good offense is the best defense against. Germs. Everywhere, all around you, you don't see them, but believe me, there are. Germs. Even if it ain't blue season, to be sure you better clean it. Germs. You know, it's funny, uh, I may not be so much so, but I probably, you know, some people, uh, I, I was raised one, you know, it's kind of like one of those, those, uh, like a faith-based system you might have grown up under, but maybe as you grow up, you kind of like, eh, maybe it's too much, but yeah, um, I think we as a, as a culture are, are very worrisome about a lot of things, and whereas I do think, obviously, germs and cleanliness is out of the utmost importance, it's a funny concept to play with, um, 
But uh, yeah, my, my girlfriend happens to be one. So and, and then my mother having kind of taught me those, you know, always wanted me to be uber concerned about those things. I think both coming from those two perspectives, it kind of weighed in on my, you know, wanting to somehow artistically speak on that. But that, that kind of came spontaneously. Like, I don't even know. I feel like I might have been making a beat and there may have been a Lysol a disinfectant spray can on the table or something and I just read the word germs and happened to name the track that and it was kind of quirky and for whatever reason I explored that title through its finish and you know the song kind of was both out of that but it's funny I definitely do believe in washing my hands as, you know as many times as I can throughout the day for sure it's important yes sir no doubt <laughs> I read that you did some acting. Um, uh, talk a little bit about that. How'd you get involved in acting? Yeah, that was a, kind of an interesting coincidence. Um, you know, I had always uh, just being from LA and, and having different contacts naturally through childhood friends and things. Um, you know, I've always kind of been really close to that world um, and more so wanted to, you know, was inspired to to write things of that nature or do scoring for that stuff. So it's been cool to explore that area of it. But I had a friend who um, had just recently kind of, her, her, her life pursuit was writing the script and she wrote the script that kind of was a reflection upon her childhood and her experience as an independent woman in you know, Boston society going through this collegiate atmosphere. And it was kind of, a, it was interesting because it really, I see, I think it'd be really poignant today, and you know, it might have come out a few years early prior to, you know, some of the movements that have transpired over the past few years, but um, yeah, just through through having a friend that had written this, this kind of an interesting kind of concept, and they happened to be shooting at another friend's house, and uh, they just thought it might be cool to kind of write and this kind of uh, nonchalant rap scene into this party, so I, I had to do my best to try to drop some knowledge while I could in that scene but no, it was fun I enjoyed it but I have so much respect for, for actors and um, had previously actually auditioned for some horror film and it was one of the most interesting and humbling experiences of my life I went in because they requested a Kid Cudi type and uh, my friend who was one of the casting directors somehow knew that I fit that film which I assumed was an African American male you know young man and uh, but I had, not, I had not a lick of acting experience and it was a horror film and they tried to they, they were begging to give me the role, you know, the director was there and he was almost trying to entice some sort of uh, talent out of me in the setting just to, to warrant them giving me the role, but I was so out of my element that, you know, I, I, I did not score, I did not get it, so uh, much respect to actors and I definitely was humbled by that, that opportunity to, to, to be in that literature project. Would you say that uh, you prefer producing over emceeing at this stage of your career? Yeah, I love that. That's a brilliant question. Um, to be honest, I always prefer producing over emceeing, but I think that's just a, a, a matter of comfortability and the producer not needing to perform and, uh, you know, uphold this standard of social media expectations and, uh, again, performance expectations and just, you know, the whole rigmarole that comes with being an artist. Um, you know, I was initially shopping beats to, to, to Janet Jackson and trying to pitch stuff to Pharrell and, 
uh, and just through some industry contacts. I mean, but be, producing was my first aspiration in the music industry. So um, definitely, I, I would I would say that that would be uh, something that I would enjoy. But I wrote raps and poetry and prose as young as I can remember. So. Uh, I was kind of like shying away from the MC thing and kind of just like, let me just try to make beats and like I try to, you know, coach other rappers through their things on my tracks, but lo and behold, maybe I'd be the better uh, artist to, to do what I'm trying to get out of these other folks. So, um, but, but obviously I love rapping and, and the, the challenge in getting better at that, even though that's been something that I've done since, you know, elementary school. Um, and it wasn't until maybe high school or the end of high school that I started actually producing. But yeah, I would love to solely produce. But I think in order for me to get my ideas out in the best way, it helps me to be able to explore them lyrically. So I enjoy them both equally, I guess. Just the power, you know, that the words can, you know, because I don't even need the track. I know there's a lot of discussion about producers and, and rappers and who really uh, warrants the most acclaim for the success of the song. Well, I guess it depends on the song. You know, there's a lot of rappers that are carrying the tracks because the tracks are subpar. And then obviously there's the flip side where there's a good amount of MCs that aren't really doing their job. But, you know, like if you take away the, the, the track, like the power of words and the rhythm and the cadence of rap music, I think is, you know, something that uh, I, I, I will never be able to explain my adoration for and respect and how much I, I just love that art form but I also love music so to be able to make hip hop and, and do that like it's cool but I don't know it's a funny question I love rapping more than making beats but I think I can hide easier just making beats so maybe that I, I, I lean towards that more so okay yeah alright tell me about Stay Fresh Music ooh yeah so that's uh you know I really just had to figure out a way to not be stifled by the lack of access. You know, I feel like that's probably the most powerful tool is, is you know, like ability and in my past, the reason why I've been able to, to have people investing in my projects and, and, and going to bat in different ways was just because they believed in it. Well, you know, if you're not believing in it, then no one will. So at this point in time, when I'm trying to kind of, uh, you know, bounce back, if you will, like, uh, I think it's important for me to kind of put my money where my mouth is. So um, rather than looking for investors, and there were a few, but um, I would much rather, I'm appreciating having the responsibility of being the one to, you know, forward the emails to the apples, to get the stuff on, you know, the, the, the home pages, and like just the, the different challenges that come with kind of being hands-on and really controlling your destiny at, at some, in some degree. Um, with, with your creative pursuits is powerful. So uh, I just had to start start somewhere, and that was initially the name of my publishing company, so it was kind of just an offshoot of that, and it just allows me the opportunity to release music at will, and, um, you know, I learned a lot from my previous releases, that album that I put out. Some of that stuff was almost two years younger or, or, or you know, older than when it actually came out, so it's a different time and I, and I don't want to have to play someone else's game at this stage in my career. So I think it was, you know, a natural progression for me, really.
fridge. Now your backyard is a two-acre lot. The city's run amok. It's been hard to watch. You were one to talk, blowing smoke on the boardwalk. You, you are such a nerd. You are such a jock. You are from the burbs. You are from the block. Said let me sleep on it and then slept it off. Leaf fell on my shoulder. The wind brushed it off. Moisturized after using deep for a face wash. Brushed my teeth and floss. Struck a pose down for the door. It don't stand for anything. You were bound to fall. After all, found my calling. Still almost dropped the ball. Got to be ready when opportunity knocks. Got to be ready when opportunity knocks. Knucklehead, knock it off. Almost lost your head, coach it, walk it off. Got to be ready when opportunity knocks. Got to be ready when opportunity knocks. Who would you say the Greater Good trilogy is made for? I think it's made for those people who enjoy, obviously, the art form, who love hip hop, who are open to different uh, ex- expressions or different perspectives within the genre. Um, I think it's for those who uh, love a lot of the current music today, uh, but also fill the void with some of the uh, artistry or lyricism that maybe um, uh, what is accustomed with like you know your 90s era not that there's not you know a, a good a dozen or so on spitters you know that are just up and coming or like kind of on right now but um, yeah for, for those people that just have always been fans of hip hop new fans of hip hop uh, people that aren't really into maybe that don't love the music but, but might enjoy some of the some of the tracks or some of the ideas you know like uh, essentially, it's, it's for everyone. Like, um, I really, I really enjoy being able to make music because even in those three, three EPs, you know, there's twelve different artists. Like, every song kind of, you know, if if a person only, if that was the, the one lane that they could kind of encompass, then they would just release those songs, you know, twelve songs at a time every couple years, and that would be their career, you know. But for me, I guess, kind of coming from a producing background, like, you know, I made a thousand beats for this record, so I had to kind of choose, excuse me, some of the ones that spoke to me, and um, and I think that this record would speak, any, speak to anyone who would open their ears and mind to something new and fresh, so um, kind of those that are tired with, I think, I think the greater good is for those that are tired with, you know, hearing uninspired music, and and those that are accustomed to having meaning uh, expressed in their hip hop content, as well as fun and introspective dialogue, you know. Right. Yeah. Thank you for joining the RealHipHop.com podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, brother. Appreciate you for you know what's all you do for the culture. Big ups. Thank you. Peace. Peace. The real, real hip hop, MCing, DJing, DJing from your own mind, you know, you know. I just, I just right now we should start the show.